Hi there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and today I have the privilege of being here with Hannah Keeley, author of the book Mom Fog. And I'm really excited for this conversation because Hannah is not only a board certified life coach and ordained minister, but she's also the founder of Mom Mastery University, where she uses her background in behavioral psychology as well as ministry to combine brain science with the knowledge of God's truth to just empower women and really launch them forward. And I mean, I've been personally moved and motivated by this book, and I can't wait to talk about it with you, Hannah. Thanks for joining us today. Well, Jamie, thank you so much. This is a pleasure. Like anything I can do to help moms, because I know what it's like to be overwhelmed. Like that's my passion. Like I get so excited about women um, breaking out of those, their limitations and their limiting beliefs and just moving on to such a great life. So yes, so excited to get to be here. Well, great. Well, before we jump into the book information, which I can't wait to do, we like to ask all of our guests, what is your favorite prayer closet? Where do you like to go to feel close to God and talk to him? It's funny because I was thinking about that and I don't have one. So it's funny because I consider like that pray without ceasing. Yeah. I take that, uh, literally. And so living in an attitude of receptivity to the Holy spirit. And I feel like I never stop praying. So I was like going through and like having a conversation with God during the day. So there are those times, like when I'm walking every morning, every night that I think stop for a little bit, just enough. So I can like intentionally be in tune. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I, you know, have the deeper conversation with God, but I like literally throughout the day is, um, Hey, is that right? Holy spirit. That's so cool. Like, okay. And then coaching my clients, you know, the Holy spirit will constantly be talking with me about, about them and about their needs and how to best serve in that capacity. So I really don't have a place, um, because I, um, I'm the temple of the Holy spirit. So he resides in me. So wherever I go, he goes also, he doesn't leave me or forsake me. So I just, I I just find sometimes I tune in more like on my walks and sometimes he just like interrupts me throughout the day. I love that because when there is no, there's no separation, then it becomes, um, it does just become like, well, where do I even, there's nowhere I can go to get away from God. So I don't have to go anywhere to be with him. (laughs) That is a great point. That is so true. And just um, when you're constantly living in tune to the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it takes practice too. That's for sure. It it does take practice to be able to take thoughts captive. That's what I help people do is to know how to take thoughts captive so that we can hear God in the middle of, you know, he's that, he's that still voice. But he's also that very prominent voice when you train to hear him. So, yeah, just being able to carry that through is powerful. It is. And we hear a lot of answers that involve nature and being outside and being with God and moving your body, too. And I noticed in your book, you talk about moving your body as being a you know, a source of kind of centering yourself and being, you know, being more in tune with, with kind of getting in tune with yourself as well as God. But I love that being outdoors and moving when you're going on those walks, you can connect with God in a way that doesn't necessarily happen in the, those kind of day-to-day interactions that that we're talking about. So it's kind of like 
you can't have one without the other though. I think they're both important times. Yeah, that's so true. I think um, it's fun. I just really geek out on um, science and brains. So Alana and I both have backgrounds in science and we love talking about the brain spirit connection. So we are excited about this topic. (laughs) Totally, totally geek out on that. And when we are doing like when we are walking, when we're taking a shower, when we are operating in that physicality, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it will open up places in our brain. I mean, you know, this to, um, now like the creativity can come forth. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we, we've closed off certain parts of our brain that are the critic. And that's why I think a lot of people say, you know, when I'm walking, when I'm in nature, when I take a shower, um, because that physicality does allow us to be more creative. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that yeah. <laughs> creativity in the shower. Some of my best aha moments have come like just yeah. being on the shower in the shower, but naked best ideas in the world. You're like, all right, I got to get this conditioner out of my hair so I can write, yeah, this so I can write right something now. down. Or... <laughs> That's good. So good. Well, let's, let's jump in. So what is mom? When I saw the title of your book, I knew that I have it right. Because I saw mom fog. What is mom fog or mom fatigue syndrome? Can you just give kind of a nutshell version of what is this? Absolutely. Um, it's hard to give a quick version because we kind of need to know what's happening with our brains when we become a mom. And here's what a lot of women don't understand. So they're like, they, they think something's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. They think like, you know, they are having a hard time focusing. Oh my gosh, I must've had ADD my whole life. And I didn't know it. Like they think they have focusing problems, ADD. They think they have no willpower. They think they start projects and can't finish it. They walk into a room and they're like, why did I come in here? And so they think like, I am losing my mind, but actually you have because they have done uh, longitudinal studies um, with women when they have babies. And so it's funny because they will do MRIs with a woman, um, seeing her brain before she has childbirth, before she goes through childbirth and after, and there actually is a significant loss of gray matter in her brain. And now you think, okay, why would a God that loves us so much actually make us lose our brain right when we need it the most, right? Yeah. Right. When we have all of these children that we're trying to keep alive, why do we now have loss of, of gray matter in our brain? But what happens is we develop new invisible levels of cognitive ability. So what happens in our brain, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Jamie, maybe some listeners have, but um, where you almost have this second sense, like, you know, wait, it's too quiet. Something's going on. Or um, you grab your kid right before a car rushes by like you just you knew something was going on or maybe it's your maybe it's your adolescent you know they go come home from school your husband's like yeah they're fine but you're like no something happened at school I need to talk with them something's going on what happens is new levels of your brain open up to be more cognitively aware of your surroundings now this happens it's a natural effect that happens when a woman has a baby so that we can be more aware of potential risk. Cause now it's not, we're just not trying to keep us alive. Our brain is now trying to keep us and our babies alive. Mm-hmm. So now our, we're our reticular activating system. If you understand, if you know what that is, we're always scanning our environment constantly 
for whatever we are subconsciously holding in our belief system. So now, in addition to what's in our subconscious, our brain is always scanning the environment for potential risk for our children. Now, it's almost like, have you ever like, are you like downloading something on your phone and then everything else seems to be operating slower. Like I can't like this message won't send, or I can't open up this app. So this is what I always do. Like, I'm like, why isn't my phone working? Why isn't my phone working? My husband takes like, because you have 42 apps open. And he's like, boom, 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 boom. Like getting them all off my phone. And that's what our brain is doing. It is working so hard to process the environment on a subconscious level that you're not even aware of as a mom. Mm-hmm. That's some of the most common sense things now no longer fit into that brain space. So that, so now we're, we're, our brain is operating in a different manner, but it seems like the most common things that we should be able to do, we can't do. Why can't I just fold a load of laundry? Why is it I can't just show up at the gym? Why am I yelling at my kid? Like, what is this anxiety I'm feeling? All of these things happen as a result of our new cognitive levels that are going on in our brain. Now, here's what a typical mom does. I know it feels like I'm giving you a long answer, but I think all of your listeners need to know what's happening in their mind as a mom. Yeah, Yeah. I read the book, so I know, but they need to to know the background so they can go get the book. Right, right. (laughs) They need to know. So what's happening is where we get frustrated. Why can't I declutter my house? Why can't I lose the weight? Why can't I stick to a budget? And we all know that our typical response before I go to God, we go to Google, right? Like we start searching, like, what are the, what's the program I need? What's the challenge I need? What's the system I need? What is the new product at target that I need? That'll help me. What's the new planner? Oh my gosh, Jamie, I must have 14 planners in my house. And it's like, well, this planner doesn't work. Maybe this planner. The thing is they weren't designed to work with my brain. The programs we get, the solutions we purchase, the systems, the products, they're not designed to work with their new mom brain. So we try them, which, you know, a lot of times these are created by people in an office with a team, with a marketing team, with a psychology team who can tell you like, this is how to get people to buy. They're designed, even if it's designed by a a woman, typically they're working in an office away from their kids. So they're not really, their brain has more space to process this. And then we try to use the same software, the same apps, the same products, the same strategies, the same systems, the same programs. And we're like, it's got so many good reviews and it's working with all these people. And why can't I lose the weight? Why can't I get out of debt? Why can't I do this? Because all of these solutions that you found were not designed to work with the mom brain. So that's why I created Mom Master University, because there's no portal with coaching designed to work with the mom brain. So everything we do inside Mom Master University is designed to work with the mom brain. That's why we have these women coming in who, you know, they've tried every diet in the world, right? They are, um, a lot of these are morbidly obese. You know, we've had several people and all of a sudden they come in, they've done every diet and now they come in and they get the coaching and they're able to drop over 200 pounds. People who were hoarders and they tried every decluttering system, they come into Mom Master University, they understand how to work with the way their brain is wired. And now their home is clear, clean, and they're holding Bible studies every week. Like these are the results. When you access a tool that's designed to work with your brain, 
that's when you get these amazing results. So that's why I like, I got so excited by being on your podcast. Like anything I can do to help moms realize they are not broken. They don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with them. It's that we have just tried to practice the wrong strategies. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, along those lines, I love the fact that, um, that, uh, that this whole system, I mean, you know, you can have every self-help system out there. You could even have a very specific self-help system, but you make it really clear in your book that without God, none of this will work. If you're not looking to God for direction and prioritizing and, and for help and strength and, and discipline and all the things that we need. And it's just kind of the perfect combination. Yeah. So, What would you say to our listeners, since we're kind of prayer based, what would you say are the biggest challenges to our spiritual lives and our prayer lives when we are suffering with mom fog? Because I guarantee it's going to be a lot of the same complaints that we get from women. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, okay, this this might sound a little far fetched, but I've been coaching for over two decades. And I I'm America's number one mom coach for a reason. I know how our brain operates. So, so hear me out for a second, because you're going to want to hear something practical, but I'm going to give you something like so seemingly impractical, but I've seen it over and over and over. Our typical response is to go to our current circumstances and find a solution. So let's say your house is cluttered. Our typical solution is, I mean, our typical resource, we want to change the clutter in our house. So we go to that situation to try to find a solution. And it seems like it would work, right? Like I'm going to set aside a time to declutter and I'm going to get a friend over and we're going to do this. So I have been invited to so many, like, uh, we want you to be on this production team and want, we want you to come into this reality show and help this mom. I'm like, no, I won't do it because I know it will go exactly back to how it was prior to mm-hmm. me coming there. So, because you can't change the circumstance in the circumstance, but this is the way we want the solution. We want it in the circumstance. God, help me to get my home declared. Help me to get enough willpower. Help me to, help me to like talk nicer to my kids. God, I don't want to scream at my kids. Please help me stop screaming at my kids. God, please help me stop like berating my husband. Help me to, Father, help me to be a more cheerful giver. Help me to get out of debt. We want to change the circumstance. What we don't realize is we actually created the circumstance through the mindset, which we held moving into it. So the, and this is what I tell my clients. I am going to give you the most counterintuitive suggestions you've ever heard in your life. And the most counterintuitive thing is like, because if we knew how to fix the problem, we, would, we wouldn't have the problem, right? Mm-hmm. If we knew the solution, we wouldn't have the problem. So it's not about the solution to the problem. It's about becoming the kind of person who doesn't create it. Mm-hmm. So we go to the mindset and we work with the thoughts. That's why Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. The way the world operates, like I want to fix my budget. I want to earn more money. I want to get a bigger house. I want like, don't, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect deal will. So we have to transform the way we think about the problem. What do I believe about my home? What do I, when did, when did clutter become clutter and not blessings that are surrounding us all over the place that we're just mismanaging? 
Mm. Like think about all that stuff that looks like clutter. It was a blessing at one time. When did the mindset switch it over to go under a column of clutter? The food, the dirty dishes in the sink. When did that become dirty dishes in the sink and not look at all the evidence that we are well provided for? So if we start to change our mindset around it in forms of gratitude and awareness, look at the richness of the blessings that are in my life. Now we see it differently. We see ourselves differently. And all of a sudden our identity shifts and out of that shift of identity comes a shift in the circumstances that you create. So long answer to a short question, but I, again, I think it would be a disservice to your listeners to not realize what our patterns are typically that keep us trapped where we are. Yeah. And so rather than saying, God, help me declutter this house or God, help me be more diligent about praying, say, God, what is wrong with my thinking? Maybe start at that very basic thing to, to ask for guidance there. And then, you know, I'm thinking specifically about prayer. A lot of times we go about it like, oh, I need to read my Bible more. I need to pray more. Yeah. And as you went through a lot of these mindset shifts, I'm thinking, well, when did prayer become a chore instead right. of a joy and a privilege and a blessing and an opportunity to commune with the creator of the universe? So maybe, you know, in, in those ways, it's, it's very powerful to just train your mind to look for the mindset shift that needs to happen. That's, that's so powerful. Like, think about how bold and courageous, and I'm going to step on some mom toes here, <laughs> unfragile you need to be to be able to pray a prayer like God, how show me how I see myself that tends to create this clutter. Show me how I see myself as a poor person. Show me how I see myself as an angry mom. God, show me what's in me that has actually created this. And God help me like, I'm, I'm just asking you to show me so that now I can know what needs to really shift and how I see myself. Show me how I forgot who I am as your child, as your daughter, as your, as your, as you know, the daughter of the King of Kings, like show me where I shifted God. So I can, so I can understand who I really am and can create the life that I truly deserve as your child. Yeah. And so much about that is like you said, taking those thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ saying, no, I am not this. This is who God says I am. No, I am not this. I was created to be this. I'm not, you know, uh, an angry mom. I am blessed with these kids and I've been equipped by the God that has every resource at his fingertips to accomplish this job. Well, and you know, that's, that is power. That's power. So, so, so powerful. Like, and it takes boldness. That's, you know, God says be bold and courageous. Like if you're going to cross over into the promised land, like God has given you a vision hmm. for your life as a mom, uh, whatever it is, as, as a minister, as a career person, as a, like, whatever God has given you a vision for that. Now, it, are you going to walk into that promise? Because it, God's not going to throw it on your lap. He's going to mold you into the person who can actually walk into the promise. Hmm. Now, if you're moldable, it's going to go a lot faster. <laughs> well, what are, can you give us just a really quick rundown of those eight steps before we wrap up here? We're, we're quickly running out of time and I, I know we could talk for a really long time about this, yeah, but I, I would yeah. love for, for our listeners to hear what are those eight steps? 
kind of in a nutshell that they can look forward to reading about in your book? Well, uh, it's hard to give it into a nutshell, but I will, I will tell you, we work with first taking massive action, deciding mm-hmm. like I am fully committed. I love committed. that step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have to do that. And then we work, um, the eight steps work very carefully through creating a vision and now creating certain beliefs around that vision. And now after we create the beliefs, we meditate on that vision and then we start to develop habits And then we turn those habits into routines and then we meditate on that. And so it all starts in the mind. And then as we work through the vision and get so much clarity on that, then that can come through in our physical world, because we know in the Bible, it says everything that is seen comes out of that, which is not seen. So we have to work in the not seen first before we can move that transformation into what's seen, which looks like your money, your home, your marriage, your, your kids, your, your weight, all of that stuff. That's great. Well, uh, where can our listeners find you online and find and get a copy of your book? And did I understand right? Get a free copy of your book. Yes. If you go to momfog.com, mm-hmm. you can actually get a free copy of the book. Wow. And we have a challenge that we do to help people like really work with their mom brain, work with like getting these, uh, I call them brain hacks, mm-hmm. you know, these little shortcuts to work with mom brain, getting some of these hacks down, being able to establish some really great results in your life. And um, hopefully moving into mom master university, where you can start really diving into certain areas where you want to major and get specific results. That's great. Well, our team member, Sherry was the one who read your book first. And, um, and she was just like, you have to have her on the podcast. She's going to go through it with a friend, like in more detail because wonderful her so deeply. And I read it and I'm just, and and I admit there are some chapters I need to go back and read more thoroughly because I did skim some of them, but I love your book and it really, there's so much truth in it. So I I highly recommend it to anyone. And the fact that they can get it for free is amazing. So. Oh, thank you so much. That book almost didn't happen. That's like, you're holding something that was, is kind of like illegal. I remember reading that. Tell that story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I signed the contract with the top Christian publishing house in the country. Got a great hefty check. It was awesome. And then when I turned in the, um, the manuscript, they're like, well, we need to, we need to change this. And they said, no, we can get a ghostwriter. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't change this. I was like, this has worked for thousands of moms. So if you're going to publish this, do you have to alter this method? And they said, yes. And I knew in my spirit, Jamie, girl, I knew what I had to do right then. And I was like, so I actually had to go um, into debt because I had already like rewarded myself with new furniture with that check to purchase the rights back to that book so I could self-publish it. So it's like you're holding something that was not supposed to be published. Like, yeah, the enemy did not want to get this into your hands. So get this into your hands and get some of that amazing abundance that God wants you to live out. That's great. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being here today. And I want to close this out in prayer. How can we pray for you today? Um, I would really appreciate that, Jamie. One way you can pray for us is that you can um, 
just stand in belief with me that we are going to impact. I have asked God for the nation of moms that you're just bringing moms into this movement where they can learn how to operate with their brain and create the life that God wants them to live. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we will do that. Thank you very much for sharing this message and yeah, I can't wait to see what comes next. Amen, sister. God, we just thank you for this time with Hannah. Thank you for the message that you've placed on her heart and just the passion that she has to share it with women. We just lift up this book. We lift up um, this course that she's offering and just this opportunity for women to be able to really be transformed by the renewing of their minds, to be able to test and approve what your good, pleasing, and perfect will is for their lives today that they would be able to get out of the ruts that they're in, that they would be able to see themselves as you see them, not as the enemy tries to tell them they are, not as the world around them tells them they should be or that they are in relation to other women, God, but who you say they are. We just pray that this book and these resources that Hannah has will just equip women to be able to follow you with more passion, with uh, with more confidence and, and to be able to see clearly, to have that veil taken away, that veil of deception that's been holding them back. I just pray for Hannah and just, um, for her to have wisdom for her next steps. We pray your blessing on her business, your blessing on her ministry, your blessing on her family. And we just ask God that you would be glorified that this, this nation of women would rise up, would be empowered to just be, um, warriors for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show. And we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.